You're listening to the Sexmancers Podcast, but first, let's take a few moments and thank our sponsor. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you forgot a birthday, an anniversary, or Valentine's Day? Maybe you're on a bad date and you're looking to escape fast. Or your significant other's out of town and your favorite toy just broke. There's no need to worry. Credit One Bank has your back with the Credit One credit card to cover the emergencies you need to get through your life. And when used responsibly, you can build up the credit score you need to make those large purchases you've always dreamed of at the best possible rate. So get the Credit One credit card from Credit One Bank and never have to worry about those little emergencies ever again. Now, let's get into today's show. Sweat, baby, sweat, baby, sex is a Texas drought, me and you do the kind of stuff that only Prince would sing about. So put your hands down my pants and I'll bet you'll feel nuts. Yes, I'm Cisco, yes, I'm Ebert, and you're getting two thumbs up. You've had enough of two hand touch. You want it rough, you're out of bounds. I want you smothered, want you covered like my Waffle House. Hash browns coming quicker than FedEx, never reach an apex. Just like Google Coal Stock, you are inclined to make me rise an hour early. Just like daylight savings time. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. In this episode, I'm going to go ahead and address something and make sure that in no uncertain terms do you think making your man beg for sex is appropriate, right, or a good thing to do. So, for so long now, I've heard you know, extreme feminists or even women think that they can use sex to control the relationship. That they can just go out there and say, hey, you know what? If you want sex, you got to do this. You got to, you know, do this, that, and the other thing the way I want to do it. And guess what? If you don't do what I want, you don't get sex. If that's the way you are going through and you are t- thinking about your relationship, sex is a weapon. Sex is a control mechanism. You are not actually building a relationship. And if you're just looking for a guy to serve you temporarily and then leave you, Yeah, you know, that would be the way to go. But if you're looking for an actual long-term relationship, this is going to be one of the most destructive actions that you could take in your relationship. It is the quickest way to end it, where the guy is going to first start going off and retaliating, stop reciprocating anything, start watching porn, and then eventually go out and find somebody to replace you with. How is this a hard concept to understand that trying to use sex as a control mechanism or asserting dominance in the relationship is a bad idea? How is that a hard concept to grasp? All right, so let's go through here um, on what some of the you know extreme feminists might try and say, and then let's provide you a dose of reality. So the extreme feminists would say, hey, you got what that man wants. You can use it as a control mechanism, you know, a way to make sure that you get to choose what happens in the relationship. If he does what you want him to do, then like a puppy, you give him sex like a treat. But if he misbehaves according to you, well, then you withhold it, you know, because you don't reward bad behavior. 
Now, of course, this depends on what the behavior is on withholding sex. I mean, if the guy's beating you, yeah. Not only do you withhold it, you run. You run. And they say you, this is a great way to train men like the Pavlov experiment, where he trained dogs to salivate at the sound of a bell, at, you know, at the ring of a bell, you know, because they've associated the ringing of the bell with food. I, however, you know, this is not what actually happens. All right, so let's take a look at what really happens when you start using sex as a control mechanism. First off, you know, the guy is going to go through, you know, try to make his moves, and then you reject him. Well, the first time he may be understanding, you know, you might be sick, you might be on your period, you know, you might just be tired, you know, and this is a one-off. But if it keeps happening again and again and again, here's what's going to happen. The guy is going to start feeling rejected. He's going to get frustrated. He's going to get angry. He's not going to go through and all of a sudden care about making you happy. He's going to go off and find ways to distract his mind while he tries to figure out whether this is the end of the relationship or if this is a temporary slump because of something that's going on in your life. Now, he may, as a first move, try and ask you, hey, is there something wrong? You know, is there, you're not feeling well, you know, yada, yada, yada. Right, he'll go through there. And then if you keep withholding sex, he's going to go off and he's going to start watching more TV. You know, or he's going to go run around, you know, get some exercise. You know, something to distract his mind. He's going to start playing uh, video games, the amount of time, depending on his age, of video games that he plays is going to increase. He's going to start picking up new hobbies. You know, go to the store, get some tools, and start building stuff. He's going to start going off and, you know, getting new electronics. You know, maybe he's going to go get a new phone to play with, a new tablet, a new computer, a new whatever device. And he's going to start putting all of his focus into that. You know, he's going to start doing everything that he can to keep his mind off of sex. And part of that is ignoring you. Because being around you is going to make him horny, and he knows you're going to say no. Now, as time goes on, not only will how much he ends up ignoring you increase, because he can't be around you without wanting to jump you, because you've withheld it for so long, right? what he's going to start doing is turning to porn on his computer. You know, start fantasizing about other women. Then what's going to happen is he's going to start taking his exercise time and actually use that to, you know, go and start picking up on women. You know, start going to the gym and flirting with the women at the gym. He's going to start going to the bar and flirting with the women at the bar. He's going to start looking for another mate. And if you still care about this guy, you're going to end up, you know, alone and heartbroken, wondering... Oh, God, where did things go wrong? You know, I, I don't get it. This was supposed to be a way for me to get the relationship I want. You know, how did this happen? Well, don't be surprised. You're the one that went off and ended the relationship, essentially. No. So, when it goes through, if you really want to take a look at how to get more of the relationship you want, it's sort of counterintuitive.
right? You got to actually increase the amount of sex that you have with the guy. I know, I know you're going, oh, this is just a guy going off saying, you know, just start having more sex that way. Men can act however they want and not suffer any consequences. No, no, I'm, I'm giving you the inside track here. I'm giving you insight into how men operate. See, you women, you build connections first emotionally through talking, sharing feelings, and, you know, just trying to, you know, do stuff together, you know, in social environments, right? You know, maybe go and look at some artwork or, you know, go and... I don't know, window shopping. I mean, this is how you women build emotional connections and friendships. Well, that's not how it works with guys. Guys build up their emotional connection through physical activity. In this case, in a relationship, they build their emotional connections through sexual, um, you know, intercourse, through sex, through, you know, the bedroom, right? This is how they go through and they build up. And then as that emotional connection increases, then they start being more attentive to your needs. So if you're going off and thinking, I'm going to withhold sex, that's the wrong, wrong angle to go. So here, let me give you some examples here from my own life. When I've noticed uh, me and my wife, uh, we've gone through some dry spells and we've gone through active uh, seasons where we just couldn't get enough of each other. Of course, we have three kids, so, you know, the dry spells could be, you know, somewhat like the six weeks after childbirth, right? So, you know, the, there are, you know, periods in which we know there's an ebb and flow to it. But I've noticed that when my wife hasn't had the motivation for it, you know, um, you know, and I, I understand sickness, period, you know, and such, but there are times when she's just been tired, right? Where she's just doesn't seem to have the energy for it. You know, by seven o'clock, she's already, you know, falling asleep because, you know, running after the kids and, I mean, she stays home Monday through Friday, running after the kids, doing activities, keeping up with our youngest, which my God, that can be hard. You know, but in any event, you know, she goes through and she's very tired and we go through a dry season. Well, what happens? You know, I'm, you know, I'm a little, you know, touchy sometimes, you know, when I go, you know, a period without, uh, you know, I, you know, start getting frustrated easier at normal activities. I start, you know, going through and, you know, I watch more TV, I play more video games, I work on things that involve me being away from her because I don't want to be in a situation where I'm going to want to jump her, you know, in a good way and be rejected, right? So I'm not going to go off and set myself up for rejection. So I'm going to go off and I'm going to do anything and everything I can Right, to avoid being around her until she lets me know that she's, you know, horny herself again and we get things rolling. Now she knows that she needs to let me know when she's ready to get things rolling, 
you know, things like, and some of the things that she'll do is like take a nap in the afternoon when she can get a chance and some things. But then I take a look at it when, you know, we have high amounts of sex throughout, you know, the weeks, you know, the first week, my, after the first week, my mood changes, you know, I start being happier. I start, you know, you know, having a little bounce in my step, you know, I'm more focused I'm able to concentrate more, you know, after a couple of weeks, you know, I start really paying attention, you know, to her needs. I start maybe, you know, sidelining some of the things that I want to do to build up goals in my life in order to help out more around the house. I'll do more dishes. I'll uh, do more picking up uh, the house. I'll clean rooms that I typically, you know, want to avoid. You know, I will go through and say, hey, you know what? You've had a long day. I've had a long day too. You know, so here's the deal. How about I take the kids out, you know, take them to the park or something. You get some rest. You relax. Get some peace and quiet. Or, hey, you know what? I'll take the kids uh, to grandma's house for the weekend. You know, and uh, next weekend you can do the same. You know, let's help each other out. Get some rest and relaxation. You know, I, I start being more, you know, affectionate to her, you know, you know, touching her more, like giving her hugs, you know, kissing her more, you know, holding her while we watch a movie together in, in the rare times when the kids are asleep, you know, before we have to go to sleep, you know, and I'm just more affectionate. I'm more there. I'm more, you know, helping out or with everything, including helping out uh, her with some of the side businesses and side hustles that she does. Right? So I'm much more you know, there for her, right? which is the exact opposite of what happens when you know, we go through a dry spell. And this is what you, know, you women need to understand. You know, withholding sex is only going to go through and destroy the relationship faster. Giving more sex... And giving of, you know, everything uh, of you to your partner, you know, increases what you're wanting out of a relationship. You know, the guy will go through and, you know, even be more willing to do the stuff you know he doesn't like. But he's going to do it just for you. Now, let me put it to you another way. If someone's going off and their action is constantly making you mad, what's the chances that you're going to go off and do something for them just to be nice, knowing that, you know, they're not being nice to you? Now, I get it. I get it. I get it. Before you go off and say anything, I understand what you're going to say is, but, 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 in the reverse is, maybe you're not being nice enough to us, so why should we give in to you? And that's a fair question. And so this is where you got to go off and ask yourself whether the actions that are causing you to withhold sex are because he is being a mean, cruel, abusive dick or because he's just not, you know, fully there. You know, he's just not willing to put in, you know, more effort. And this is where you got to make the line. If he's an abusive dick... Don't just withhold sex. Run. Run as fast and as far as you can. 
But if it's just because you want him to go to more art museums or pick up the house more or, you know, whatever it is, you know, that is just, you know, can he, you know, put down the TV remote or the game controller or the book or his computer or electronics long enough to spend more time with you? That's what we are talking about here. So you got to understand what the difference is. And you know what? You don't have to just take my word for it. Take a look at a happy couple. You know, the couple that is in tune to each other. The couple where the guy is very emotionally available, supportive, and does a lot to help out. And then take a look at the couple that you know is miserable, bickering, and fighting. And what you'll notice, the difference is, the happy couple is having lots of sex. The miserable couple are not having that much sex. And you can go through here and speak to married women. You know, married women who have gone from, you know, withholding sex, only having sex maybe once or twice a month, to then going around and, you know, having sex, you know, at least twice a week. And they will tell you time and time again the turnaround that they've had in their relationship. You know, how their relationship was on the verge of collapse and it turned it around. See, here's some of the things that you need to realize as you go through and see that men connect emotionally through physical activities. With sex, a lot of endorphins get released. You know, there's a lot of pleasure. There's a lot of, you know, things that go on biochemically that lead to improved moods, improved, you know, happiness. You know, they can go around and, you know, get out of depression a little bit more. You know, of course, it depends on the severity of the depression. You know, they aren't as, you know, rigid, uh, as touchy because, you know, of the endorphins that get released and a constant release of those endorphins you know, help go through and make the guy more attentive to you. I mean, you, you know, go through and start having lots more sex with your guy and see how much more he starts paying attention to you. Every little thing that even when uh, you're not even projecting, you know, or you don't think you're projecting that something is wrong, they'll know something is wrong. Heck, it might even get to knowing if you dyed your hair one shade lighter blonde. It might get to that point, right? And so, you know, it, I, basically, you know, if you're wanting the relationship to last, you can't make them beg. And quite frankly, I think you need to ask yourself, why do you think making them beg is good to begin with? What type of relationship are you really building if you have to make them beg for it? Are you building a relationship that is meant to last where you find someone who you can love for a lifetime, get married to, settle down and have kids? Or are you just, you know, not really caring. You're just looking for someone to serve you, you know, for a little bit. And then when he gets frustrated, upset, and gives you the two barreled middle fingers, just go off and replace him with another person. I mean, is this really about, you know, love and commitment? Or is this just you saying, 
I don't really need to be with one guy, you know, at this time. I'm not looking for a relationship. Therefore, I'm just going to treat men like crap because, you know, woman power, you know, or whatever crap. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, don't even bother stringing the guy along. Just go to the bars, find some guys here and there whenever you want to have sex, have the one night stand and be done with it. If you're not looking for a long-term relationship, then don't bother, you know, trying to, you know, simulate a long-term relationship just for some sort of servant because it's not going to end well. And with social media the way it is, what do you think is going to happen? You know, he's going to go through and he's probably going to spread around, you know, across social media platforms and all of that. What a horrible person you are. And then it's going to get harder and harder for you to find a guy, at least in your area. I mean, can you imagine if they started uh, oh, a Yelp site for dating where people can put up the names and pictures of you know, their boyfriends and girlfriends and rate how good they are in a relationship to go off and then having people check your dating Yelp reviews. Oh, well, let's see here. You know, this, this, uh, guy right here says, uh, as far as a relationship, you only got, uh, two out of five stars, you know, on average, how would that work? Because, you know, that could start happening at any time. And, you know, people go around, they talk and well, I guess to some degree, it depends on how large the community is that you're living in. But, ladies, the secret to a happy relationship is not using sex for control. It's freely giving of your body that leads to him, you know, doing more to want to satisfy you. Why? Why is that? Well, in, beyond everything that I've already said, there's a psychology to this. Of course, guys are going to want to have more sex. And if you're already giving them lots of sex, they're not going to want to see that drop. So they're going to want to make sure they keep you in the mood to want to keep having sex, to keep you happy. But withholding sex doesn't produce that same result where they want to go through and try and keep you happy because of the difference in moods. You know, the difference uh, of not getting that endorphin release from sex and makes them more stubborn and more retaliate, you know, make them want to retaliate a little bit more. Eventually, if you start withholding sex enough, they're going to go out to try and actively annoy you as some sort of revenge plot. Actively go through and do everything that they know you don't like. And so, yeah. Lots of sex versus withholding sex to get the desired outcome that you want is counterintuitive. You know, what you do, you know, withholding sex will get you the exact opposite results you are looking for. So, anyways, that's it uh, for this episode. I hope uh, this gives you some insight and some perspective on sex in a relationship and building that emotional connection to building on the solid relationship that you're looking for. 
leave me a rating and review wherever you're listening to this at. You know, whether that's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, or wherever else. Leave me a rating and review and share this, you know, with, you know, your friends and such that, you know, you can make sure other women get the advice that they need to be able to improve their relationship. All right. Thank you for listening. And I'll be back again soon. Hey, this is where I'm facing your-